It's time for the Raging Cajun Army. The only place where it's all Cajuns all the time. Kick is on its way, and the kick is good! Cajuns win! 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 A 50-yard field goal! And time expires by Brent Bear in Louisiana! Cajun Nation, welcome into another episode of the Raging Cajun Army. My name is Matt Miguez, and before I dive into what was Media Day, I just want to say thank you to everybody who's been listening, who's been following the social media pages. Facebook has gone over 150 followers. Twitter has gone over 200 followers. My listener count on SoundCloud has jumped over an average of 100 per episode. So, you know, all those are big things. I'm super grateful, super blessed. So I appreciate, you know, everybody that listens on a weekly basis. I do the best that I can to bring you all the Raging Cajun news that, you know, you probably already know, but it's still, you know, a, a different way of of getting it, should I say. And so, you know, with that, we'll kind of break into Media Day a little bit. Media Day in New Orleans was Monday, and... You heard from Coach Napier, you heard from Deuce Wallace, you heard from Jared Jackson. Uh, actually, a little bit later here in the show, we're going to have sit-down interviews with each of those guys. And, you know, the message from Media Day as a whole was that it's going to be a good year for Sunbelt football, whether it's Louisiana or any of the schools left in the conference as, you know, Troy, App State, you know, so on and so forth. We, we heard from the commissioner, Keith Gill. Obviously, it's his first year as commissioner of the Sun Belt. And his message was that the Sun Belt is in a strong state. He mentioned it several times. And, you know, I kind of believe him. I think it's something that can progress. And Sun Belt football is at a high point right now. And it can only get higher. And, you know, I think you see that evidently with, with the way UL performed last year under first-year head coach Billy Napier. And the way that they've progressed here in the offseason, having the number one recruiting class in the Sun Belt, top 60 in the country, you know, that that's no that's no slouch. And, you know, with that, we'll kind of go into the conversation that I had with Billy Napier. You know, I asked him all kinds of things, you know, from the day before being his birthday and how the team looked, tried to get something out of him about the quarterback battle. There's been some interesting developments with that you know, so on and so forth. There's been a, there was a lot to talk about with Coach Napier. And, uh, you know, this is, this is how that conversation went down. 
What's up, Cajun Nation? Matt Miguez here at Sunbelt Media Day in New Orleans, and I am sitting here with the leader of the culture, head coach Billy Napier. Coach, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me today. And um, how was your birthday yesterday? Well, 40 years young, I would say. Right, right. right. No, it was a great day, man. Uh, Allie and the kids and I made it to uh, Brunch Church. Got on the road with Bam and Zeus, headed to New Orleans, and uh, great event with the Sun Belt last night. Looking forward to the rest of the day. All right, Coach. So, you know, your first year in Acadiana, um, first year as the head coach of Louisiana, what was your favorite thing about your first year here? Well, I think just seeing the progress that we made as a football team, uh, not only how we played on the field, but I think uh, from an intangible standpoint, uh, you know, just seeing all the individual stories of the young people, the, the players on our team, uh, how we grew up, how we matured, how we competed late in the season. Uh, certainly proud of that team. That's my first team as a head football coach. So, you know, outside of that, it's all about the people here in Acadiana and Lafayette, you know, the, the reception, the welcome, uh, the transition of my family. Uh, really appreciate all the people that have done uh, to help our transition, not only myself, but our staff. Uh, as well, so it's been outstanding. And you know, you talked you talked about the thing that you were most excited about is the way the team performed. You know, we you kind of we kind of exceeded expectations, winning the West and and playing in the first ever Sun Belt Championship game. Building on that, what's your thoughts going into the second season? Well, hopefully we're not satisfied. You know, I think that our guys tasted a little bit of success. Uh, but certainly we had some disappointing times as well. And I think that some of that adversity, some of those things that maybe we overcame or experienced uh, didn't quite finish the way we wanted to. I think that that's lingered a little bit with our football team and especially the veteran players that are coming back. So I hope that we have used that as a little bit of fuel for the fire. But this is a new team. We've got 50 new players on the team, 86 players uh, total that are in their first or second year. Uh, so roughly, you know, 65% of our team is, is in the first or second year. So we're still young. We're still not quite at full uh, capacity on our roster, but I'm excited about the full group of players that we have coming back. Uh, and I'm excited about the, the rookies that we've added to the team to give us a little bit of youth as uh, we enter this second year. Yeah, you talked about you talked about the, the four players that we can build around, and, you know, two of those guys are here with us today, Jared Jackson and, and Deuce Wallace. How have they grown, especially just in your time here, both on and off the field as players and as leaders? Well, Bam and Deuce are exceptional in a lot of areas. You know, they're not only quality football players on our team, but they're great representatives of the university and the community. Uh, they're terrific students. Uh, they do have a vocal leadership role on our team. They're very respected amongst our teammates. Uh, and they're guys that we want our players to emulate. Their work ethic, their attitude, their positivity, uh, the way they prepare for games, the way they compete uh, during the weekend practice and on game day. So these are well-rounded guys, uh, maybe not necessarily at the top of the you know, awards list for the conference and nationally, but I think they're four players on our team. They'll have a lot to do with what type of success that we have this year. Yeah, absolutely. Chatting with, with head coach Billy Napier here. And coach, you know, we, we talked again, you know, we talked about the four players and a lot of young guys. Who do you see having a breakout season, you know, offensively, defensively, and even on special teams? Well, I, I think that time will tell, you know, but uh, this is a this is a year where uh, 
you're going to see a lot of the same. We're going to be the same type of team. We still have work to do. Uh, Look at that. Unfazed. I think this is a group of players uh, where you can see a number of players uh, flourish each week. I think it's one of those situations where I think it's a situation where we can have a, a host of players show up each week and compete and be difference makers. Uh, but we got we've got a good group coming back, and then we've got some youth too that can make an impact on our team. And you know, your offensive coordinator Rob Sale, you had a previous relationship with him, you know, at Arizona State. And correct me if I'm wrong, did y'all work y'all work together at Alabama? We did. We okay, did. We, we got to know each other for the first time in 2011. Uh, Rob was a quality control guy on offense, worked with the offensive line, uh, formerly started out uh, as a strength conditioning coach at Bama, uh, played for Coach Saban at LSU, and uh, when he decided to get into coaching, Coach gave him an opportunity at Alabama. So we stayed in touch with each other. Uh, our wives have great relationships. I uh, had an opportunity to get him to uh, Arizona State with me when we made that venture out west, and uh, he did an outstanding job, and it was a it was a big win for the Cajuns to get him to the Arizona State and come back and be our offensive line coach and offensive coordinator. And, you know, bringing him with you to to Lafayette, how did that help kind of change up the offensive game plan? Well, I mean, first of all, he's well-connected within the state. He, you know, he's a Monroe, Louisiana native and Neville High School grad, uh, has significant experience in the state working at both McNeese and ULM and played at LSU. So I think his connections and his um, network of people that he knows in the state has been critical. You know, it made, he had a lot of influence in who we hired uh, on our staff. So he's had a huge role in the success that we've had, and he'll continue to do that going forward. Yeah. You know, he, he's. Um, one heck of a football coach, too. And he's kind of my right-hand guy when it comes to, uh, you know, the conversations that, that you need to have that maybe don't involve everyone. Right, right. But uh, we've got a great working relationship on offense. We can get things done in 30 minutes that maybe it would take another guy two hours to do. So we're efficient. We kind of know the problems. I know his problems. He knows my problems. And we can get things well, get things done. And we've been effective working together for two years now. And we talked about a lot of, you know, new faces, but there's also a lot of returning guys. You know, the whole offensive line is returning. That's something that's not, you know, common in in college football. So, you know, as as a coach, that's got to be, you know, an exciting thing for you. And with the the running back core that we have – could we kind of see more of a smash mouth approach to the to the offense this year? Kind of a running down your throat type of thing. Well, we did some most, we did quite a bit of that last year. I think that you got to feature the players you have. I think each team's a little bit unique in how you go about doing that. Certainly, um, the three backs to go along with the offensive line. You know, there's no doubt we'll be hanging our hat on that. Uh, but. We also have a tremendous room of receivers, a tight end group that I think has really made a ton of improvement. Uh, and Levi Lewis is going to be, he's got the keys to the car, you know, every week. So I'm excited about the group of offensive players that we have in our second year in the system. I think it could be, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. I was just about to ask you if you had any comment on the quarterback battle. Yeah. Well, Levi's the leader in the clubhouse. He's a tremendous leader for our team. He's been very effective as a player on the field. And he's had one heck of an offseason. This guy's been relentless in his approach. Uh, 
and he made significant progress in the spring. So I think fans will be excited to watch Levi, kind of a new and improved version. Uh, he's, he's learned and improved and continues to compete every day to try to get better. In the quarterback room, how have the transfers and even the new guys, you know, come come along so far in the offseason? Really good. You know, we, we're, we're really talented in that room. I think we've added four quality players, uh, certainly Ave, Clifton, Chandler, Braden, uh, to go along with some of the ones that are exceptional as well. So I like the quarterback group that we have, and training camp's going to be very competitive. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And is there, a, is, a, is there a new face that you're, you know, most looking forward to working with? Maybe a little more than the others, or somebody that you you're more impressed with than the others. Well, I think that uh, you know we need to we need to develop some quality depth at receiver. You know, Jamal Bell, Khalid Gossett, uh, Ryan Smith Jr. Those guys need to continue to develop and take that next step. I'm excited about getting healthy Chase Rogers back. Uh, certainly, the addition of the Arizona State grad transfer Nick Walson will be important. Uh, and then the second tier of offensive linemen, you know, to go along with those starters that we have coming back. Uh, offensively, you know, the quarterback battle is going to be interesting. Yeah, we'll see where we end up. But uh, I like that core group of players, and certainly defense is its own animal. We could have a whole another podcast on the defense. Right, absolutely. For sure. Um, you know, obviously, the thing on everybody's mind in Cajun Nation has been Coach Rope lately. Um, you know, in your in your first year in Louisiana, what what did you learn from Coach Rope? What did what did he teach you? Well, first of all, um, you know, our thoughts and prayers are with Coach Rope and his family. You know, I would just say just a tremendous example. You know, just very sincere, genuine, authentic, uh, just consistent, and tons of wisdom. You know, I would just observe and listen, ask questions. Uh, this is a guy that, in my opinion, exemplifies everything a coach should be. Uh, not only successful in the field, but made a tremendous impact uh, in young people. And you can just sense, sense that. Uh, with the community and the former players, anybody that knows Coach Rhodes, I think we all can say that we're better. We're better because we knew Tony. And uh, I know we knew him for a short time, but, man, he made a difference in who I am as a person. He was a tremendous example for me being a young coach. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, like you said, everybody who even had a simple conversation with him walked away a better person for it. Um you know, looking at the schedule for this year, is there a game on the schedule you're most looking forward to? I mean, obviously, you know, Mississippi State and the Superdome. We've got a big one against Arkansas State and App State at home. You know, was is, is there one that's circled on the calendar? You know, I think that's against everything that we, we, we talk about with our players. You know, but I think that we do have a different schedule than we had last year. There's lots of variables, you know, we play – on the road at some tough places. We uh, have some midweek games, so a little bit of it's going to require us to adjust, adapt, evolve throughout the year. It's going to be a different schedule. Last year was about as good as you could ask it to be, playing every Saturday. You know, but I do like I do like our football team, and uh, I think that's more important than liking your schedule. So, you know, what like we t- we talked about the um, the expectations from last year and how those were exceeded. Obviously, with with that, the expectations for this year are going to be even higher. What can Cajun Nation expect from our football team this season? 
Well, I think, again, we're going to try to focus on the things that we can control. You know, last year we couldn't control what outside people expected out of our football team. We could control how we work, our discipline, our effort, our toughness, the type of teammates we are. Uh, we'll continue to focus on those things. we got to create urgency, intensity in the work that we're doing each day, try to make improvement each day, and, that, and that's what we're going to do. But I promise you one thing, this will be a this will be a fun team to watch. Uh, they're going to represent this university community in a first-class manner. And I think that we're going into year two, and our football players are better, but I think our staff is better as well, including myself. So I think you're going to see something that you can be proud of. That's what I would say. Coach, you know, one more for you. I always like to throw in a, a kind of fun question whenever I do interviews with coaches. You know, on Saturday for the Cajun Walk, which coach is the best dressed? <laughs> Let's see. I, I think Coach Jalute was probably winning yeah. the award. Yeah. Coach Jalute, he, he's always trying to step up his game. Uh, and it's a tremendous example for um, our players in that in that manner. So I think Coach Jalute will win that award, but I'd be anxious to hear what our players will say about who's that. The, who's the wise guy in the, in the coach's room? Who's cracking jokes? Patrick Tony probably would be at the top of the list there. That's awesome. Well, Coach, I appreciate you coming on. Good luck this season, and um, hopefully we'll hear from you soon. Okay. Thank you, guys. So, as you can see, Coach is very excited about the season. He's very excited to open up against Mississippi State. Obviously, he doesn't play the – has a game circled on his calendar, but there's kind of that feeling that – He's leaning more towards the excitement of Mississippi State playing in the Superdome, you know, things of that nature. He did mention that Levi Lewis will be the quarterback, obviously with the news that Braden Hawkins could still end up eligible. Could that change some things? I mean, that's obviously a question for Billy Napier to answer. In my opinion, I think it does. I think Braden Hawkins is is more talented than, than Levi Lewis, and I think if you have the opportunity to put Braden Hawkins on the field, I think you do. Now, whether Billy Napier agrees, I don't know. There's a reason I'm not the head coach. So, and you know, he talked about how the defense has come a long way. The running back core obviously going to be another one of our strong points. The young wide receiver group is going to be big. The offensive line, the defensive line, the defensive backs, the coaching staff. You know, Napier's pretty pleased with everything, but his big message was that they can always get better and that they strive to get better every day. And they're going to get better. And that's, you know, that's part of what football, you know, that's that's what it's all about. You show up to practice every day to get better. And so now talking about the wide receiver group and, you know, one of the big names in that group is Jared Jackson. He's a fifth-year senior. Obviously, he's battled a lot of injuries in his in his time in Louisiana. And we, I kind of talked with him about that and how, you know, being a hometown kid, you know, just right there in New Orleans, how that kind of influenced his decision to come to Louisiana. And actually, the way he decided to come to Louisiana is quite interesting. You'll hear him talk about it here in the interview in a little bit. And um, obviously, we poked some fun at his at his good friend Deuce, uh, Deuce Wallace. They obviously have a feud in ping pong. I don't know if you've caught that over the last couple of days on UL social media, but he Jared talks about that too as well. Um, so here's my one-on-one sit down with Jared Jackson. 
What's up, Cajun Nation? Matt Miguez here from Sunbelt Media Day in New Orleans. Busy afternoon so far, but I have a one-on-one -on -one time with wide receiver Jared Bam Action Jackson, whatever you want to call him. Yes, sir. Bam, what's going on, man? Nothing much, man. Out here enjoying my time back in New Orleans. It feels good to be back home. Yeah, I was about to, I was about to mention that. You know, it's a little bit of a homecoming for you. Yeah, feels good to be back out, back out here. So, you know... You're coming into your fifth year mm -hmm. at uh, at Louisiana. How how would you describe your time here so far? Oh man, it's been a it's been a roller coaster. I've had I've had some ups, some downs, and, you know, and everything in between. And, you know, it's it's a time that I'm that I'm going to remember for the rest of my life, and a time that I'm forever going to be grateful for. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I was I was speaking with Coach Napier earlier, and he talked about you know the loyal fan base and how it's an area that. You embrace it. It embraces you back. It does. And so, um, yeah, then, you know, you mentioned you, you've been through a lot of ups and downs, you know, coming off injuries and, mm -hmm. you know, this and that. How, how do you think that that shaped you into the player you are today, the man you are today, the leader? Just basically um, by going through so much adversity during my career, just, it, it lets me know that, that it, there's nothing that, that I can't bounce back from, you know. You know, I've gotten mentally tougher. I've got physically tougher, stronger, and, and mentally stronger too. So you know, it's when, when adversity hit, it's, I know it's I know it's something I could bounce back from, something that I could get through, and I'll be all right at the end of the day. What can the team accomplish this year? What are your thoughts for the team? For me, the my thoughts of the team and my goals for the team is to win win one game at a time, dominate every day at practice, and dominate on Saturdays or our midweek games since we're playing a lot of midweek games yeah, this, we are. this season. But you know that's my that's my mentality, and that's how I want the guys to approach the season as well. Don't don't get caught up in, in the end goal because it's not all, it's not about the end goal; it's about the journey. So you know when you when you focus on the journey and you make sure you do all the little things right throughout the season, you know we're going to accomplish what we really want to accomplish. But as for me, you know I, I really focus on every day. Yeah, absolutely. And you know last last season, 19 catches, 325 yards, four touchdowns. Um, especially that two-touchdown game against New Mexico State. How do you plan to build on those numbers going into into your last year here? I, I don't really worry about the numbers. Like I said in the interview before, if the ball going to find you, it's going to find you. But, you know, like my, the biggest part of my game is how do I play without the ball? And that's, that's, that's my mentality as a receiver. How do I play without the ball? I'm a receiver, so, you know, of course I know how to catch the ball. I, I know how to run routes, but I don't, I don't really worry about the numbers. Yeah. Um, Growing up here, you know, with in the in this talented area that is New Orleans, playing at at a school like East St. John, was UL always the school you wanted to go to? Were there other options? Like, talk about that for a little bit. Um, well, going into going into my senior year, I had offers from Wyoming, NIU, App State, um, and a couple of other schools were interested in me trying to get me to camp. But you know, I wasn't I was never really concerned about the offers or nothing none of that. Because I was, I always knew I wanted to come to Louisiana. I always knew since I was in the eighth grade. I watched y'all beat. I think it was East Carolina in the bowl game. Mm -hmm. And after that, I said, you know what? I said I was going up, and it didn't got me now. Yeah. My mom always said, don't put all your, don't put all your eggs in one basket. What if they don't offer you? I said, Ma, I'm gonna make them people offer me. That's why I'm going, and I'm not taking no finesse. I like that attitude. Chatting here with Bam Jackson. All right, Bam, let's get into the, let's get into the fun questions. All right, come on. Saturday morning, sitting in the locker room for a game. Mm -hmm. Pick your favorite three songs for a pregame pump up. Oh man! Oh, can I go? Can I go oh, to my phone? He's, he's pulling up Spotify, guys. This is—he's—he's he's getting real with it. 
my three favorite go-to songs might be might be um, Slime Belief by NBA Youngboy. Uh, I listen to a lot of Kevin Gates. That is my favorite yep. rapper. Um, oh man, that's he hit, me, he hit me with one just now. Wow, my favorite, my three favorite songs. Yeah, if you pay for chases by Kevin Gates. <laughs> yeah. And then God I Trust by Kevin Gates. Okay, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, you know, Coach Napier. You know, everybody talks about everybody's been talking about Coach Robe a lot lately and all the wisdom he parted. You know, Napier kind of does the same thing. Yeah. What, what's your favorite phrase from Coach Napier that he uses often? It works. It works. It works. No matter what you do, it works. Yeah. No matter if, if it don't make sense to us, if he don't. That doesn't matter to him. He he didn't seen it. He didn't done it. So when he you says him, it, it works, which is okay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We just go yes, ahead coach. and go to work. Absolutely. Game day, Saturday afternoon, on the field, ready to go. Who's got the most swag? Oh man, if I could, if I could really dress the way I want to dress for game day, it would be me. <laughs> but you know, since I play offense, they, my my drip is a little bit limited. So I would have to say about Mike Jacket or Kamar Greenhouse. Yeah. Uh, those two, yeah. Uh, K, K, KG KG shows out for real on Saturdays. Yeah. Um. Now, you know, I'm about to sit down with Deuce Wallace in a few seconds. He's going to say he has the most drip. He, <laughs> you heard it, guys. When uh, Deuce is going to say it, but he's lying. Anyways, um, you know, you, you and Deuce are pretty good friends. Yeah. Uh, what annoys you the most about Deuce Wallace? Deuce is intense about everything he does. When we play ping pong in the players' lounge, Deuce is intense, and he and he does not let off the gas. He I love that. He has no mercy for anybody that he. I love against. that. And if he if he misses a shot on the table, he sometimes I think the dude is gonna break his paddle. So so there's like this level of competitiveness, and Deuce takes it about a mile too far. About three miles too far. <laughs> three miles too far. Okay. That's, that's my dude. I love Deuce, man. I, I love that energy that he brings every day. I love yep. it. Absolutely, he brings it on the field and. According to you, he brings it off the field, too. Yeah, especially in ping pong. <laughs> All right, guys, there you have it. Jared Jackson. Uh, Jared, good luck this season. Thank and, you. And, uh, you know, just play hard. You know I will. I'm built like that. All right, man. When we come back, we'll have defensive back Deuce Wallace with us. So stay tuned. Army podcast is brought to you each and every week by Nick Selfo State Farm, conveniently located across from the Petroleum Club at 200 Hyman Boulevard here in Lafayette. Call Nick and his staff for all your insurance needs, whether it be home, auto, life, or health. 337-981-6638. Welcome back into the Raging Cajun Army, and again, I want to thank Nick Selfo State Farm for being the first sponsor of the podcast. Like I said, call Nick and his staff for all your insurance needs. 337-981-6638. You know, like you heard Bam say, you know, it took it didn't take much for him to realize that UL was the school he wanted to go to. He learned it during the 2012 New Orleans Bowl when we defeated East Carolina. And it kind of just built on from there. And, you know, now we transition to the defensive side of the ball with Deuce Wallace. And, you know, he's a great leader on the field. He's a better leader off the field. 
Obviously, you know, his dad being a, a big-time quarterback here at UL kind of kind of influenced him a little bit to come to Louisiana, and he goes he goes into that a little bit. And then he, you know, he kind of talks about his friendship with with Bam, um, among many other things. Obviously, he cares greatly about his style. You'll hear him talk about his three-piece suit. So, you know, here's my one-on-one interview with, with number 25, Deuce Wallace. Cajun Nation, we are back here on the Raging Cajun Army, and I am joined with defensive back Deuce Wallace. And I'm sitting here in my UL polo and some dress pants. You know, I, I thought I looked pretty, pretty spiffy, but then... Deuce Wallace shows up in a three-piece suit. <laughs> yes, sir. Deuce, you know, and, and how how did you describe it just now before we went on there? It's a three-piece boneless, no blue cheese. Three? Why 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 boneless, no blue cheese? I what like you, to eat, man. <laughs> <laughs> you like to eat. Okay, okay. Um, so you know, Deuce, let's let's talk football for a minute. Okay. Um, you know, obviously you're a fifth-year senior, just like just like Bam. So, um, how how is your time? on the, the football team at Louisiana been so far? Man, it's, it's been it's been up and down, you know. Like you said, me and Bam came in together, we registered together. We've, we've seen really the good, bad, and the ugly. You know, but I have a feeling that we're going to end on the good. This new staff is doing a great job of catering to us as men, you know, which makes the football part really easy. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I'm sure you probably get this a lot playing at UL, but your dad was was an icon at UL. You know, he's, he sits in the top ten in career passing yards. How did how did your dad's career did it influence you in any way to come to UL, or was it just being that it was the hometown team? Like, what what made you want to come to UL? That definitely influenced me a little bit because I mean, well, why not try to one up your dad? You know, right, right, absolutely. I feel, like, I feel like that's every kid's goal. You want to be just as good, if not better, than your your dad. You know? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, how did the the transition from one coaching staff to another. Was it rocky at first? I mean, obviously it, that's expected, but was it rockier than normal or, you know, did Napier kind of do a good job of making it smooth? Describe that a little bit. How'd that go? Um, I, I think I would describe it as rocky and I wouldn't say rocky as normal because that was my first really staff transition. So I really had no knowledge of it, you know? So, um, but it's after you you have this trust, you know, with the coaches and you have this certain relationship. And then all of a sudden, you know, next semester they clean out shop. And it's like you have to learn these new faces. You have to build relationships. And it's, you kind of have to break down that barrier. It's like, do, should I trust you? Like, do you know what you're talking about? You know, right, stuff right. like that. So, you know, Bam Bam kind of shut me down when I, when I talked about numbers. But, uh, you know, looking at your stats from last year, 40 tackles, three of them for a loss, which – coming from a defensive back position, any tackles for a loss is pretty impressive. Uh, three tackles for a loss and a sack. You also had an interception and a forced fumble. Taking those numbers into consideration, how do you plan to build on that going into next year? Um, yeah, I'm kind of like, bam, I don't really focus on numbers because I think a lot of players are misled because they might not reach numbers in a game, but they don't know that by them not having any, you know, like, for example, there's one game I had no tackles. Well, quarterback might just not be throwing your way. Ball not just might not come your way for a reason, you know? Right. It could be a good thing. But I, the goal is definitely to obviously better your stats, you know? I don't I don't really set personal goals. I'd like to hit 100 tackles. But honestly, my, my, my goal is just to be the best teammate I can, you know? Can I, can my teammates count on me? 
And, you know, that, that perfectly leads into my next question. What's it been like being a leader for this team and, you know, having Coach Napier put that level of trust in you and, you know, Bam as well on the offensive side of the ball? It's been awesome, but, I mean, I don't feel like I'm better than anybody. I don't feel like I'm on a different, you know, platform. I just feel like I'm doing just my daily route, like I'm just a normal person, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I just, I just try to carry myself a certain way based on, you know, the leaders I've seen in front of me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And just try to demand the same from everybody else. All right, so now now we're going to shake it up a little bit. We're going to have some fun. Okay. Uh, Saturday morning, you're sitting in the locker room. Your top three pregame songs. Ooh, top three pregame Deuce. I mean, Bam Bam pulled up Apple Music, so I mean, if you have to. Oh, yeah, I'm going to do that. Yeah, you can go ahead. That's, that's intense. I, yeah, I, I tripped him up on that one, too. <laughs> and I have a pregame playlist. I just got to pick three of them. Yeah, that, I think that's what he struggled with the most. So he, you he, he couldn't me, pick three. You're telling me August 31st. Yeah. When, when, you're, when, when, you're sitting in a, when you're sitting in the locker room in this very building, okay. what you listening to? I'm going to go... Time by Lil Baby. Yep. I'm going to go put a date on it by Yo Gotti. Okay. No idea what this music is. <laughs> oh, Heard the name. <laughs> and I'm going to go Fire Flame, Birdman, Lil Wayne. Yeah, okay. I know that one. I know yeah. that one. Um, you know, Bam Bam talked a lot about uh, Kevin Gates. You, you a Kevin Gates fan at all? A little or, bit, a little bit. I'm not, I'm not jamming him pregame, though. Right, right. No, I feel you. Um, so, you know, we talk about – we've been talking a lot about in the athletic department at UL, talking about a lot of, about Coach Rowe yeah. and, you know, the, the wisdom he imparted on everybody he talked to. What kind of wisdom does, does Billy Napier impart on you guys as a team? Like, what's your favorite Billy Napier phrase? Uh, practice makes permanent. And I think you can carry that in every aspect of life, no matter yeah. if it's school, work, ball, you know, raising your kids. There's a, there's a certain way you do things, and that's that's the way you can do it from then on out, no matter if they're good or bad, you know? Yeah. You can do something really bad. You do it too many times, that's what you do. You yeah, do that really no, bad. definitely, definitely. So back back to back to a game day question. This one's kind of a fun one. And I already know what your answer is going to be. <laughs> Who has the most swag on game day? You know, I usually don't crown myself. I usually don't, but I feel like I'd be doing myself, and, and you know, I, I have to crown. So, myself. so what? So, I mean, I see it, but like, explain to explain to the listeners. You know, what what goes into your your game day look? You know, I so my my foundation it has to be a suit with the vest. You know, I, I love three piece. I love the business look of it. You know, I'm, I'm a big fan of Conor McGregor. He's a big three piece guy. I'm a big fan of uh, Andrew Sandejo. He's a safety for the Minnesota Vikings. He's a big three piece suit guy. I, I just like the look. And then you get to throw in a tie. You can throw in a handkerchief, and it's it's just a good look. And then on the field, you know, like your what what kind of foundation do you have style wise on the field? I don't you know, really like you, wearing too much because I, you know, you want to show the guns, you want to show the, you know, the legs. So, I the gloves. You got a, you, you got a special colorway for the cleats, or you just kind of wear. I like black and red. Yeah. Yeah. The white cleats make my feet look big. Yeah. No. <laughs> I, I was about to say white anything makes you makes yeah. you look bigger than yeah. what you are. Um, and so, talk, talking about your good friend Bam Jackson. Although y'all are best friends. There's got to be something that gets on your nerves. So what annoys you the most about Bam Jackson? Uh, I, I really can't say anything. 
There's, I really have you, you, nothing you, to say about you, Bam. You want to know what Bam said was annoying about the, you? The fact that he thinks he can dress better than me probably annoys me. Okay, I well, give him that one. Bam, Bam said you're too competitive. Oh, there's no such thing. No such thing. No such thing. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. No such thing as too competitive. All right, Deuce, appreciate you coming on. Good luck this season. Absolutely. Um, Thank you. Ball out just like you did last year. Uh, I know the defense is in good hands with with you back there. So. I appreciate I really appreciate that, man. Yep. Thank you.